Hey there, gorgeous. Thanks for tuning in to the Colorism Healing Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah L. Webb. This episode is part of a special series where I recreate my all-time favorite blog posts into an audio experience. If what you hear resonates in any way, be sure to share the link and leave a review on Apple Podcasts to help bring greater awareness to more people around the world. Also, be sure to check out colorismhealing.com for more great content and to learn about my newest books, my speaking and training services, and my individual and group coaching programs. I hope you enjoy this episode. Much love. Look both ways before you cross the street. Don't touch the stove. Choose your friends wisely. Always wear a seatbelt. Don't talk to strangers. Sound familiar? That's because parents and adults are known for teaching children how to survive in a potentially dangerous world. Parents know that if they don't teach their children to look both ways before crossing the street, their children might very well die in the process of learning that lesson on their own. My answer to that quote, I have to learn from my own mistakes mentality. Most parents know that if they don't teach their child about sex, lots of other people will be all too happy to teach them. Aside from basic survival skills, good parents know they also have to teach their children social skills and moral behavior. No, Tiffany, it's not okay to scratch your brother because you wanted to play with his toys. We teach kids to play nice, to share, to clean up after themselves, to tell the truth, to help old ladies across the street. Parents know that each child has a particular nature. Most parents know that it's their responsibility to nurture. So my question is, why do parents neglect to teach their children how to value all skin colors, ethnicities, languages, etc.? Just as we have to nurture a spirit of giving and sharing in most kids, just as we have to nurture a spirit of, spirit of hard work and responsibility in most kids, we also have to nurture a spirit of acceptance and appreciation, even love. Below, I present three ideas and what might assist in nurturing such a spirit in our families, especially young children. How can we foster in our children a spirit of acceptance, appreciation, and even love for all shades of human skin tone? Sort out your own attitudes and feelings about colorism. This way you can lead and teach by example. Ta-Nehisi Coates posted about dark girls on the Atlantic in June of this year. As a kid, Coates expressed preference for light-skinned girls, and in the past, he recalls his emotions after being scolded by his mother when he was 12. Quote, I remember being really pissed off at my mother at first. It's my choice. Then a few weeks later, as I turned it over in my head, a bit embarrassed. I wish I hadn't said that. Then deeply ashamed. I wish I didn't think that. And finally, incredibly curious. Why do I think that way anyway? Know what you think, feel, and believe about skin color. Dig deep because we all have that quote, I'm not a racist ego we must deal with. Consciously, you might tell yourself, quote, I'm colorblind, but notice when you're compelled to comment on how pretty a child is or their hair or eyes. How does that child usually look? Notice what you see every time you close your eyes and imagine your ideal mate or your ideal children. 
Before we can heal the world, we must begin to heal as individuals. You don't have to be perfect to help others, but at least try to be aware of your imperfections. I'm not saying everyone's a closet racist or colorist, but if you resist self-reflection, maybe there's something you're afraid to face. If you find that you had or have skin color bias, you can use yourself as a starting point in discussing skin color with your kids or other young people. Two, talk candidly about colorism with your children. They don't need a lecture. It could be as simple as letting them hear you work through your own color biases. Like Coates, you may point out examples when you expressed bias in the past and how you've changed or are changing. It could be as simple as looking at family photos with your kids and saying, it's wonderful that there are so many shades of skin in our family. Here's a scenario. Imagine with me. While watching a movie with his family, James notices some colorism at play. Though the movie is supposedly targeted to African Americans, all the major female roles are played by actresses who have very fair skin. Some have light colored eyes and long wavy hair. A few dark-skinned women make appearances in roles that are clearly less flattering. James is slightly uncomfortable but lets it go, thinking that his kids are too young to be aware of such nuanced casting issues. Then James notices that his kids burst out in uncontrollable laughter at the ridiculously comic performance of a dark-skinned character. He cringes but thinks, it was funny, and the director intended for people to laugh. Surely they would have laughed no matter what color the character was. The movie ends with the leading lady riding off into her happily every, ever after, validated as the fairest of them all. And she's quite smart and witty too, and skinny. Everyone seems to have enjoyed the movie, but James wonders how it influenced his kids' thinking. He finally decides to say, that was a fun movie. I wonder what would have happened if funny character's name had switched places with insert main character's name. James's kids look at him funny and reply in utter disbelief. No way, dad. Funny character's name is too stupid and ugly. Yeah, main character's name is so smart and like really, really pretty. OMG, she's so awesome. Even though it's, quote, just a movie, James sees that his kids don't have the critical thinking skills to see it as just a movie. He takes this opportunity to help them develop some critical thinking skills, hoping they won't internalize the latent message that light skin is good and dark skin is bad. He says, you know, when actors and actresses play in movies, they can play any part. Right now, I could pretend to be a stern judge, he says, making a stern face and pretends to bang a gavel. Or I could pretend to be a silly clown, and he does a wobbly dance with a crazy face. The kids laugh and join in the fun. One of them says, I can pretend to be Spider-Man, and shoots pretend cobwebs from his upturned wrists. James is excited that they're getting, getting it. Now he must relate this to skin color. So just because someone plays an ugly or stupid character in a movie doesn't mean they are stupid or ugly. Funny character's name could play the role of the most beautiful princess or the most successful doctor or the smartest politician. James's kids still look skeptical, so he keeps it real with them. When I was your age, I thought only light-skinned girls with long hair could be pretty and smart in movies and in real life. 
but I learned that wasn't true. Now I see that all skin colors are beautiful no matter what I see in movies or on TV. I know they're just acting. And Funny Character's name is just as beautiful and smart in real life as anyone else, including the main character. James's kids take this in. They process it. He lets it go for now, but the seeds of critical thought, acceptance, and appreciation have been planted, and he can continue to nurture them as they grow. And three, give them a positive exposure to people of all skin tones. One inspiring mother wrote an article on New Latina titled, I'm White, My Daughter's Latina, and I Buy Black Dolls by Chantilly Patino. The quote says, maybe it's not a big deal to some, but for a woman who's raising a daughter of color, it's important to me. I'm aware my daughter is Latina. Yeah, she's not black, but I don't want her to grow up like I did, not seeing positive images of people of color, including but not limited to people who look like her. If I look back to my childhood, the only positive image I recall is the Cosby show, and that's a shame. I buy black dolls for my daughter because I want her to understand the value of everyone, regardless of color. I buy black dolls because I know that the media is filled with negative images and it presents a challenge for our kids to grow up feeling good about dark skin. I buy black dolls because I want to change the norm. Because colorism and racism are so prevalent, we don't have to try hard to at all to find positive exposure to light skin tones. So survey the experiences your child typically has and see if they include enough positive exposure to people with darker skin tones. If not, I have suggestions for how to create positive experiences with people of darker skin. This is the practical, get it done today type of thing. You probably know what I'm about to say, and I suggest that you share the following things with your kids, depending on their ages, to nurture their acceptance of all skin tones, but especially darker skin tones. Since that exposure is more likely to be lacking or to be negative. So these things include picture books with positive images of characters with dark skin, chapter books with well-developed dark-skinned characters, magazines with images of and articles about people with darker skin, festivals that expose them to the heritages of dark-skinned people, museum visits that teach them about the history of dark-skinned people, outings to locations known to draw diverse groups of people, quality time with family and friends of many skin tones, especially darker ones, dolls with darker shades of skin, television shows featuring dark-skinned people in leading roles or in positive, substantial supporting roles, and movies featuring dark-skinned people in lead roles or positive and substantial supporting roles. I'm sure there's more. In fact, I know there's more, but this is what I've come up with for now. Feel free to add your own as you engage in this practice. A few quick notes to end with here. One, I think colorism is most acute in people's reactions to babies and young children. Adults are more likely to comment on the relative prettiness or cuteness of children. When colorism is present, dark-skinned children usually aren't lauded for their beauty. But as they get older, they may be recognized for having grown up to be beautiful women or handsome men. And two, 
Two excellent examples of biased casting of the nature described in James's story are the movies Coming to America and Guess Who. I remember watching these films, Coming to America as a young child, and later, Guess Who as a young adult, and feeling physically sick about the blatant colorism in their casting of female characters. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe and share, and I hope you can join us for the next one.